not apologize. I will never apologize for pitching podcasts, which is what we do here on Podcast versus Podcast. I'm Piers Ray. That's Eric Ivanovich. He's yawning. He's going to mark his voice any second now. My name is Eric Ivanovich. And this is a show where we pitch podcast ideas to each other. At the end of the episode, we're going to vote on those ideas. And should we agree, we're going to ditch this show and start that show. Did I miss anything? No, I think you got it perfectly correct. I'm very pleased with myself. Just right off the top. Um, first first try. I'm right chuffed. Um, How you doing, I man? hate the word chuffed. Really? Yeah. I think it's a very nice word. I think it's very uh, uh, lyrical. Well, here's the thing I hate about it is that it means opposite things. What do you mean? Like you can correctly use chuff to say like, oh, I'm very happy with that. Or also that I'm really upset with that. Um, okay. But that's true of some of several words. I was gonna all say those many. words all those words that work that mean two contradictory things are terrible. Like pissed. Which can mean drunk, happy, or angry. Uh I don't think it's that's the same. You can say pissed to be drunk. Yeah. You can it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're happy when you're drunk. It just means that you're What other way is there to be when you're drunk? <laughs> drunk is happy. No. Drunk is nature. It's not not pissed is not one of those words. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What's uh what's another example of a By the way, um this is uh my podcast pitch for today. Yeah. It's um doppel gang words. <laughs> <laughs> so there's 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 two words and they look the same. They both look like chuffed, but they're evil opposites. <laughs> We're diving into the mighty world of uh, homonyms, homophones, you know, things like that. I don't know. I'm gonna look some up. Uh, like night and night. Um, I think those they're not exactly opposites, but uh, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, like no, a night that is on horseback versus just the First absence of, all, of sun. It's those like, are two different words. They're spelled differently too. I also I said homophones and homonyms, right? No, that's I don't I don't hate uh, homophones and homonyms. Okay, yeah, but I do, and that's kind of the conflict that drives this whole podcast concept together, like forward. While you're over there, just hating words that have multiple meanings. I'm over here hating multiple words that sound or look alike but have multiple meanings. We're just trying – that's what this show's about, man. We're trying to reduce the confusion and the bloating of the English language. Ever since Shakespeare started just throwing words out left, right, and center, we've, we've had more words than we know what to do with. And with computers and memes? Well, we're making like, – like the other day when you brought in um, – what was that? Thrussy? Thrussy. Yeah, Thrussy. That was months ago. For a throat pussy. Like when you're throat fucking someone. Right. That was disgusting. But that's a word that... That's that's a word we didn't need. But it's called a contronym, by the way. Words with contradictory meanings. All right. Well, we're not just going to talk about contronyms on this. We're also going to talk about homonyms and homophones and such. Okay. Um, so give me some examples of some contronyms. Let's do okay. this. Okay. Apology, which is a statement of contrition for an action or a defense for one. Oh, that's interesting. So I hate the word apology. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, uh, I'm sorry I used it. Well, uh, I accept your... My what? Your... What do you accept? Uh, statement of soreness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the word garnish. So it's to furnish, as with food preparation, yes. like garnish with some parsley, or to take away, as with wages. But I like the word garnish on its own. Even not knowing what it means, I just like the way it sounds. I think that this 
this one doesn't count because you're never going to say, oh, I'll garnish with some parsley. And someone's going to say, wait, you're going to take away the parsley's wages? Don't. Or you're going to take away my parsley? <laughs> um, handicap, an advantage provided to ensure equality or a disadvantage that prevents equal achievement. I don't think that counts. I think that's... That's like a perfect example. That's Because if you're out golfing with someone in a wheelchair... Well, it's like if you say like if and you're you say, equalizing What's your handicap. If you're saying like you're equalizing pressure, you're either like adding pressure or taking pressure away. But I think the word means the same thing. Equalizing doesn't imply something, though, right? Like equalizing implies a, a change to reach equilibrium. It, yeah, it, it, but it, that's not opposing ideas. That doesn't have contradictory meanings. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But handicap does have contradictory meanings. But I think it's it's uh, to handicap is to make it um, to make it make it more equal. Unless you've in been this... handicapped, in which case you've been made less equal. Mm, no, you only you are only handicapped if you're too equal. Anyways, wait, cool. what? I'm sorry, you're only handicapped if you're too equal. Yeah, if if you're too equal, then someone's going to handicap you, so you're down with everybody else. Anyways, cleave. What are you talking about? What if you're already equal? And somebody ha- and you're handicapped by getting hit by a bus. Oh no, I'm talking about in golf. Yeah, or in. But sports. we're talking about the meaning of the word. Anyways, cleave to adhere or to separate. Right. So if you cleave, if you, if there's a piece of fabric, yes, I know. And you cleave it, or you're, you're fighting to... a mighty warrior and you cleave his skull in twain. Well, let's use fabric because right. if you cleave it, Mine's it's like badass. But whatever, you cut the fabric in two. But if you cleave the fabric, yeah, you take two pieces and you and you combine them. Right? Really? Take, yes. I have never heard of that use of cleave. Well, it's that's that's what I'm saying. That's a word that I hate. There's a lot of confusion there. You could also have been referring to Anne of Cleves. Anne of Cleves? Sorry. Really hope I'm getting that right. Uh, one of Henry VIII's wives. Okay. I think the one he was disappointed with. <laughs> I mean, That's... he was disappointed with all of them, but there's one that he'd seen a portrait of and thought she was very beautiful and said, oh, I'm going to marry that because that's how we talked in those days. <laughs> Women were that's. And then she got there and he was like, "Ugh, not living up to your portrait. Still going to marry you, though. He didn't have a choice at that point. Um, uh, that's that's the most pointless here. I'm going to pitch my podcast, by the way. Okay, please do. Um, pointless bits of history. <laughs> what do you mean? That's a hugely important piece of history. How a king felt about one of his wives, just like... Eight of his wives. <laughs> right, but one of the eight. Right. <laughs> one of those eight wives, how he felt about her, was he satisfied? Was he disappointed? What a useless bit of history. What do we learn from that? How can we apply that going forward? Well, we can learn that it's not nice to be shallow and to judge people only on their appearances. Uh, We can learn that in the olden days, it was absolutely a-okay to judge people on their appearances. I mean, it still kind of is in the modern era. Um, We just hide it a little bit better. I I mean, it's part of, it's part of a bigger narrative. 
I right like and without <laughs> Henry VIII and his wives, we wouldn't have the Protestant Church, really, right? Not we would certainly wouldn't have the Anglican Church. We certainly wouldn't have the Anglican Church. God, that's what I'm saying. Pointless bits of history. The the birthplace of one of the many offshoots of Christianity. Who cares? Um, There's already too many. It it's an entire country turning to the Pope and saying, "Hey, if you're not going to do what we want, we're going to do what we want." It's, it's I love so it. Silly. I no, it's fantastic. I mean, it's <laughs> silly because then we went and set up our own church. And I was like, well, why didn't we just not do any more church? <laughs> why didn't we just do something different? I mean, at the time, though, everyone still believed, right? Right. So there, it made sense at the time. But um, I love it. I love that we looked at Rome and we said, oh, fuck you. <laughs> We're not going to suck the Pope's dick anymore. Um, and that was uh, one of the 11th commandments, by the way. <laughs> no more sucking the Pope's dick, world. Thou shalt suck thy Pope's dick. St. Peter, what are you doing? Just chiseling that in there. That's why we don't have Moses' tablets anymore, by the way. Because <laughs> one of them had profanity on it? Yeah, and so they, the had to, they just had to throw them out. <laughs> they sunk them to the bottom of the ocean and a whale ate them. Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, useless bits of history. Who cares what was on the t- Ten Commandments? It's um, useless. Look, and besides, we all know it anyways. Let's go let's go through the 10 commands right now. I'll do I'll, I'll do evens, you do odds. Okay. Uh odd number 1, uh don't kill. Don't do it. <laughs> number 2, stealing. Not a good idea. Number 3, uh don't punch. <laughs> number 4, coveting your neighbor's wife or things. Don't do it when he's looking. <laughs> number 5, coveting your ha- your neighbor's husband. No. Just no, not even when they're not looking. No, not even when they're not looking. I think I misread those tablets. Uh, Number six. I'm paraphrasing. Number six, don't marry a horse. (laughs) Number seven, don't eat fish on Sunday. Number eight, you gotta come to church. You just gotta. Number nine, do whatever your mom and dad say. Whatever they say. Anything. It doesn't matter what they say. They're your boss. Especially if they ask you to suck the Pope's dick. Number 10, priests, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> and number 11, suck, thou shalt suck thy popeth dick. Oh, they, you can tell that it was written later because the language is so different. Yeah. That's how you know that St. Peter went back after Jesus was dead, chiseled them in. <laughs> Chilled it back in. Sorry, <laughs> after Moses. I, I always forget. All of the Bible takes place over millennia. <laughs> Thousands of years pass. Yeah, and that's like, what a useless point of history. Who was alive at what point thousands of years ago? Who cares? Yeah, not for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. Um, so You've raised a lot of really interesting points. No, I've, Lisa, I've raised a lot of useless, pointless points. No, that's what I'm saying. No, I see, this is the thing about your podcast is I am fascinated by this kind of useless trivia. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I love, I love piddling history like this um it's like when the russians uh first opened themselves up to western europe and uh the Tsar came out to visit but they didn't have bathrooms so they just wiped their ass on the curtains useless and useless points of history Who western cares? europe was thrilled because they got to be all pretentious and act like they were better than russia just because they were more advanced as a civilization and then Russia took all their knowledge, went back, and became one of the most powerful countries <laughs> in Europe with incredible culture. They're like, oh, you have ballet? 
We're going to own the fuck out of ballet. Give us that orchestra. We're going to go show you what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Tchaikovsky, get in there. Make make a ballet that will be the single most popular ballet on earth for the next thousand years. Just because it's an evergreen and everyone has to watch it at Christmas. Um, also, it's an amazing piece. <clears throat> Which one is that? Is that the Nutcracker? Yeah, the Nutcracker. Okay. That's, I got it in the first try. Yeah. Good for you. Thank Another you. Russian invention. Nutcrackers, I think. Or they're Polish, in which case I apologize to Polish people for um, suggesting that the Russians invented that. Uh, it's like How about a, this a Russian invention? Yeah. Editing and filmmaking. Is, now, was that them or was that the French? I would say they invented techniques in it. I would say both sides a invented lot of, techniques. A lot of inventions. They invented the montage, the Russians. And they definitely invented the montage. I definitely had to watch The Man with the Movie Camera in film class. Huh. And at the time, I was like, who cares? This is a useless point of history. It's just a bunch of stuff happening. But now, looking back, you're like, that was an incredible turning point for human that humankind. Was that was an achievement. Impressive. Good for him. Way to go. He had that camera. And we he saw went him, out. And, and he, he, he was just recording all sorts of stuff. He said, what if we don't just show one thing at a time? What if we don't film everything in real time and we just suggest that time is passing? <laughs> yes. Because it used to be that movies were as long as the story. Yeah. What if we create the narrative in their mind? By juxtaposing images. Holy you, shit. You know the original cut of the Ten Commandments actually spent those 40 days and nights in the desert? <laughs> what a waste of time. Ugh. Most of it's just <laughs> them looking for water. What a bad movie. It was not good until they cut it down. That's right. They used editing. And they, they used a shot of the sun to, and then a shot of someone sweating to be like, look, they've been here so long in the <laughs> desert. That's one of my... You just made me think of one of my favorite favorite musical cues What's of that? all time um it's anytime there's a scene set in the desert yeah and there's like a shot like it's mostly like the establishing montage yeah they're jumping around showing what this place is like it's just like a there's, bunch of hotness there's a like hot like waves rising off of the dunes there's a yeah. bazaar over here oh there goes a train of camels fancy cars going by on the highway you know this you're in the middle east slash north africa right and uh or the american west or no no this is specifically this region. okay and then they'll cut to a shot of like the sun going down and they'll have like a like a you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that kind of like it, it's maybe it's a prayer I'm assuming it's a it's a prayer or just like an old song. It just sounds to like North American audiences. It it's it sounds like oh yeah, that's probably what it's like in the Middle East. Yeah, it's it's like this is the most Middle East musical cue we could find, and it's it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> little bit of music, um, or singing. It's like it's an impressive note to hold because it's got that waver in it. It's like a shot that's um like in a small Chinese village. Oh. And then you hear the, like the, the, that instrument. I don't know what it's uh, called. Do you mean, you don't mean like wind chimes, do you? It's not I, wind chimes. Sure. It, I am, I'm changing it to wind chimes. Not that stringed instrument. Oh, are you thinking of like a Chinese stringed Im- instrument? Yeah. Like one of, oh my God, this is going to drive me crazy. Fuck me. One of the, one of those. Um, Damn it. What is it? They're played on the lap. Yes. Yeah. They have them in Korea and Japan too, but they vary slightly by country. Well, in North American movies, it's all the same. And it's got kind of a twang to it. Yes. It's very beautiful. It's an but amazing. It's, it's the same, like, it's essentially the same little riff in every single movie. You know what? I'm going to pull up something here. I think I know the exact 
cue. I'm going to vote that you don't. No, no, I have to. I have to. I think I know the exact I'm going to vote that you don't know. Is this it? Is this it? Um, no. <laughs> oh, maybe that part is. Okay, anyways. Uh, I think that's it for... I voted. Are you going to vote? Yeah, I'm going to vote for mine because I like the idea of these contronyms. Man, I am like it's like I'm in Fucking rural China right now. It's exactly like that. This is exactly what it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we just gonna you're not gonna stop that? Why would I? <laughs> Anyways. There it is! There it is! Thanks for listening We've been to transported to a faraway land, an exotic locale. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> the man is playing Dixie double four time.